Welcome to the magical world of fitness witchcraft. I'm your host, Emily Flood, and I created fitness witchcraft specifically to help witches and spiritual women to become mentally and physically healthy after trauma. On this podcast, you can expect to hear things from fitness and nutrition to deity work, channeling, quantum healing, spells, collapsing the timelines, and more because you get to become the person who combines their magic with every single aspect of your life. Hello there. This is Emily from the future. I recorded this podcast in March of 2022 when I started recording. And right now it is September 2023. So a little over about a year and a half later. And if you're new to this podcast, welcome. And you are in for a wild ride because I am currently about to release episode number 58. And throughout the course of this podcast, my gifts and my spirituality have completely exploded because of this podcast really was the one to start it all where I was finally willing to put myself out there and to start sharing about my gifts openly, risking ostracization, risking ridicule and all of that. So first off, welcome to the podcast. And then secondly, I am here from the future to let you guys know about all of the programs and offerings that have since come out of me opening up to my gifts. You'll hear me talk about my fitness coaching program. You'll hear it develop into something that I called Macromind. You'll hear about my release of Fitness Witch Academy, which was my magical mindset program for fitness. And then eventually you'll reach a place when I finally started diving into reading my own Akashic Records and speaking with my guides. And that is when I got the download to revamp everything as the Warrior Goddess Transformation Program. So my Warrior Goddess Transformation Program empowers introverted empaths to lose weight and build muscle without endless self-sacrificing, like people-pleasing, um, using feminine energy magic and embodied strength training. So we really use a lot of neurological reprogramming techniques, subconscious mind work, nervous system regulation, and all of the magic involved. It's really a lot of depth psychology. And so you'll see throughout the course of this podcast, I learned more terms, I learned more things. You'll also reach a point where I had a complete epiphany And in a float tank session, I I got another download to create a program which is called Unshaming Fitness, which is not magical, but it is a deep dive into reprogramming your mind to release shame, which of course shame leads to all sorts of self-sabotage on your fitness journey. So going so much deeper than this podcast even was able to because I hadn't even learned these tools and methodologies and I hadn't even created the toolkit in the Unshaming Fitness program. And like client results from across the board, like clients not only lose weight, they apply for their dream jobs, they get their dream jobs, they repair relationships in their lives, they quit jobs, they you know go for their dreams and have so much more magic added to their lives, releasing people pleasing and really fully stepping into their true selves and their authenticity and their magic. The other thing that's really important for you to know as a new listener is that I was actually unknowingly in a narcissistic abusive relationship for the first eight episodes of this podcast. And it was my guides who helped me like little breadcrumb steps towards getting out of it. And you'll hear more about how that happened, how that worked going through the podcast. But if you hear me mentioning a boyfriend in the first eight episodes, hmm, that's what was happening. And I would really encourage you to take a look at the show notes below to see all of my websites. You can pick and see what programs I've started. I have even started offering courses on how to work with spirit guides and deities. So ranging from the fitness and magical mindset all the way to pure spiritual and then unshaming fitness right there in the middle with neurological reprogramming without any of the the witchiness aspects. 
And last but not least, I have created a quiz that pairs you with a goddess for your fitness journey based off of your common self-sabotage patterns and the patterns that you've been playing out throughout your life. So you can head to the show notes to take that quiz, get your results. It will blow your mind. That is what people have been saying about the quiz. And then from there, you are welcome to set up a 20-minute solution call where we will one-on-one co-create a solution to that archetype for you together. And now on to the show and welcome to the journey of my basically third spiritual awakening and fully adding magic to my business and my life. Welcome. Hello and welcome to my first official episode of this podcast. Just a note, my allergies are really acting up since I just moved to Austin last week, which is apparently the allergy capital of the world. So if you hear any congestion or anything in my voice, I apologize. So today in this episode, we're going to be talking all about self-sabotage as it relates to your fitness journey. So Self-sabotage basically looks like our automatic coping mechanisms. So for example, when you get stressed and you reach for that glass of wine at night to calm you down, that is an automatic coping mechanism. And this is something that, you know, when you're on your fitness journey, you tend to call self-sabotage, but there's nothing wrong with reaching for a glass of wine, right? It only becomes an issue when you are working towards this fitness goal and you are tracking your nutrition and being really consistent in the gym and then a stressful day at work comes barreling into you and you've got the whole bottle of wine, you've got cake, cookies, Ben and Jerry's, etc. And then the next day you wake up and you say, geez, I really sabotaged myself there and you feel guilty, right? Well, I'm here to tell you that self-sabotage doesn't really even exist because self-sabotage is just your body's way of keeping you safe. And what I mean by that is, like I said, these are our automatic coping mechanisms. These are things that your body knows have kept you feeling safe in the past, that that glass of wine helps calm you down, that that Ben and Jerry's helps you feel better, right? Because in the past, that has been what you have used to regulate your emotions. So if we want to be successful in our fitness journey, we need to replace these, what we call self-sabotaging behaviors, these past habitual coping mechanisms with something that is conducive to us reaching our health and fitness goals. I'm not saying that that glass of wine, that chocolate, that Ben and Jerry's, um, those cookies, those chips, etc., are bad at all. There is nothing wrong with emotional eating. I will have an emotional eating episode in the future. It's just not something that you want to automatically reach for all the time when you have health and fitness goals. Okay, we will go over a few specific scenarios at the end. And then again, just to reiterate, you should not have shame or guilt for your body doing its job. Because again, These are automatic coping mechanisms. This isn't self-sabotage, right? Your body knows that when you feel stressed, a glass of wine makes you feel better. So you shouldn't feel shame or guilt or beat yourself up because your body is making you crave the thing that it knows has worked in the past. So we have to replace these behaviors now before you start feeling stressed. So that way your body will start to relearn and crave these goal appropriate responses instead of just reaching for the easiest thing. Because when you're stressed, your body's gonna make you want to reach for the easiest thing, which in the past is a glass of wine or cake or cookies, etc. So again, we have to create that feeling of safety in your body with something else. So for example, if you happen to be skipping the gym, we need to dig into what emotion was coming up for you that caused you to skip the gym. 
what thoughts are coming up about the gym, what thoughts are coming up about yourself when you decide to skip the gym. So for example, if you are skipping the gym because a lot of anxiety is coming up for you about going to the gym, let's kind of dig into that, right? Are you having a bad body image day and that's why you're skipping the gym? Or are you feeling guilty because you ate off plan and that's why you're skipping the gym? So we have to create a feeling of safety in your body that allows you to go to the gym. So that feeling of safety might be wearing clothes at the gym that make you feel really great. And that's going to be different for everybody. So maybe you prefer wearing a baggy shirt um, and leggings when you go to the gym. For me, I feel my best at the gym. I have my best body image days at the gym when I'm wearing a cute sports bra, shorts, etc. that make me feel my best. And also maybe if you're skipping the gym because you're feeling self-conscious in the gym or you're feeling a lot of anxiety, maybe we can have some pre-gym rituals or some rituals that you can do in the gym to help lower your anxiety right? There's no reason why you can't go sit in the gym locker room for a few minutes and just breathe and sit with yourself. There's no reason why you can't sit in your car for a few minutes and hype yourself up with a song. Hey, that's why pre-workout is a gym ritual, right? It gets you hyped up to go to the gym, caffeinated, a little buzzy. And on the other hand, something that's happened for me in the past, if you are skipping the gym, because when you get to the gym and you start working out and you feel a lot of anxiety or maybe even a panic attack, in my case, coming up, We need to look into that underlying emotion again. So for me in the past, when I was having panic attacks while at the gym, the underlying emotion was that I was feeling overwhelmed and that I was feeling like I needed to escape and run away. And when I look back on that gym environment and that particular gym, there was music so loud that I could hear it above my own music through my headphones. There were tons of people. It was crowded. It was hot in there too. Their AC didn't work very well. And so I realized that in order to kind of enjoy my workouts again, the best solution for me was to find a different gym or to create a feeling of safety for myself that allowed me to feel safe and deal with that overwhelm feeling. So sometimes I even listen to a podcast when I'm in the gym. It's like a little bit of a more soothing tone, which sometimes still allows me to get a really good workout in. Example number two, if your self-sabotaging behavior is eating or emotional eating, we need to look at and find the underlying emotion. For most people, that tends to be stress, right? You feel stressed, you reach for the chocolate, you reach for the glass of wine. So we need to find a different stress relief activity to replace it with. So that might look like going for a walk outside. This could also look like sitting and grounding yourself. And grounding activities, which I will have a future episode on, look like stimulating your five senses, right? So just like eating a a piece of chocolate or drinking a glass of wine stimulates your sense of taste, we want to get you back into your body and out of your head because your head is the one producing all those anxious thoughts, all that stress, right? So we need to get you out of your head and back into your body as a coping mechanism. So different grounding activities could involve playing with a pet, really getting back into your body. You know, playing with a pet would stimulate your sense of touch, getting out for a walk, which as a side note, studies have shown that nature is really healing and beneficial to your body. One of my favorite grounding activities is just lighting a candle or lighting a stick of incense and watching the smoke swirl or watching the candle flicker for a few moments as I get back out of my stressful thoughts and into my body.
Other emotions that you might be experiencing that could be causing this overeating could be fear, could be wanting a sense of freedom. That's been one for me in the past, right? I went through a really restrictive period of tracking macros and my self-sabotaging behavior was, of course, overeating and going over my macros, not because of a sense of stress or anxiety, but because I was craving a feeling of freedom right? And so I had to recreate that feeling of freedom for myself in other ways. The best coping mechanism I could think of at the time was going outside for a walk because then I was outside. I wasn't physically restricted by the four walls of my apartment. I wasn't feeling physically restricted by only allowing myself to eat a certain amount of food because I was in a very restrictive period of my nutrition protocols, which we'll go over how that's not a great idea on another episode. Another personal example from my past of a self-sabotaging behavior that I have indulged in was when I I switched from a five-day-a-week workout plan to a four-day-a-week workout plan. And this was back when I was still a high school French teacher. So that meant on Friday nights, I was going straight home from school And the gym is like a stress relief activity for me, right? So I would get home completely amped up from the day. I got ADHD, right? So very talkative, high energy, high anxiety, high excitement for the weekend, right? So I would get home and my body would immediately push me towards food to calm me down, to help ease that stress and anxiety, to help me relax for the weekend. So one of the things that I learned was that I can't go straight home from work. That was not a great activity for me. So instead, I replaced going straight home from work because I couldn't go to the gym because I was on a a four-day-a-week workout program. I would go to a coffee shop and I would get a tea or a latte and read a book there for a little bit instead. And then by the time I got home, I was feeling rested and rejuvenated instead of having all of this anxious energy built up inside me that needed to be released somehow. I'm sure I could have found an activity to do at home that would have been a great replacement, but at the time, going to a coffee shop seemed like the best idea for me. So you do what's best for you. Okay, so we've gone over a lot of common self-sabotaging behaviors. So now let's go over some step-by-step processes that you can use when you find yourself in a self-sabotaging loop. Number one, we need to identify what's going on, right? And what is the underlying emotion under the self-sabotaging behavior that you're experiencing? This might involve a little bit of journaling to really figure out what's going on underneath the stress, right? Because it's easy to just say, I was stressed, I was anxious, but it does take a little bit more work to actually find out the true underlying emotion. And of course, you can always just replace these self-sabotaging behaviors with different stress relief activities, but you will find it far more effective if you can actually pinpoint the true underlying emotion under the self-sabotaging behavior. And then once you've pinpointed the underlying emotion, then you can kind of start to brainstorm a list of activities that you can replace the self-sabotaging behavior. And I would recommend creating an actual list. You can Google stress relief activities, write down what pertains to you. It might not be going for a walk. You might not have a pet to play with. Maybe you would prefer making a cup of tea to calm down instead of reaching for a glass of wine. Maybe you don't have the ability to switch gyms, so you need to find some way to help you feel calm in the gym that you have to be in to work out. And then once you have written this list of activities, you want to start practicing these activities right away. You want them to become a habit before you need to use them for a stress relief activity or to replace a self-sabotaging behavior. Because 
If you have never practiced using going for a walk as a coping mechanism, your body is going to continue to push you towards those self-sabotaging behaviors. Because again, your body is just trying to keep you safe in the way that it best knows how. And the way that it best knows how are those activities that are tried and true to help you relieve those, that stress or to help you relieve those underlying emotions. And then once you have been practicing them long enough and hey, a self-sabotaging behavior appears, please do not beat yourself up if you still go towards the self-sabotaging behavior. This is something that will work long-term and you might find that, okay, four out of five times you're going for a walk now instead of reaching for the chocolate or the snacks. But that fifth time, please don't beat yourself up if you reach for the snacks, right? Healing is not a linear process. So just because you reached for the snacks or the chocolate one out of five times, that's still better than five out of five times. Plus, you're not meant to be perfect on your fitness journey. And emotional eating is a totally normal part of a relationship with food. Again, just to reiterate, we just don't want emotional eating to be your only coping mechanism if you have these health and fitness goals. If you are happy with your life, well, then you wouldn't be calling it self-sabotaging behaviors to begin with. So I hope you are feeling set up for success with replacing self-sabotaging behaviors with different coping mechanisms. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out on Instagram. I would love to hear from you guys and please, please, please leave a review for me on iTunes if you can. Reviews are apparently what drive podcasts to help get seen. So it will be a huge help to me if you leave a review. And I hope to keep episodes kind of short and sweet like this in the future, unless I'm doing an interview and I am definitely taking podcast ideas. So if you have an idea, again, shoot me a message on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at myogi underscore fit. Thanks for listening to another episode of Witchy Wellness with M. I'm on a mission to change the game with health and fitness coaching through adding in all of this mindset work you hear on the podcast. So if you love the show, please help me out by leaving a review. Remember, mindset alone won't get you to your goals, but when you combine it with action and strategy, you're limitless.